0: Father, have your way right now in this moment. Every heart, every life. Let not one person leave here not having experienced an impartation. Release of your spirit in their life. Fresh, powerful way. Something's happening here. Fires of revival Are burning And it's going to become a, a consuming fire That will I believe have Impact across this nation I believe pastors And leaders from all over the nation And, and the world Will find their way to Coeur I'm just reminded of the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just reminded of the story when somebody said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> you think? <laughs> I'm telling you, something good is going to come out of this place. It's going to be multi-generational. Little children will prophesy the word of the Lord. They're going to lay hands on the sick. You're going to see deaf ears open, I'm telling you. You're going to see blind eyes see. You're going to see the lame walk. You're going to see the expression of the unadulterated and uncompromising in sheer manifestation of the power of God through this young generation. They will be about their father's business. I just want to also prophesy on on the young people, just great move of the Holy Spirit is going to move here. It's going to be permeating Middle schools and high schools and college campuses. The movement of the spirit of God on, on young people thirty and under in this region of America is going to be pretty. It's going to it's going to cause people to sit up and pay attention. I I, I believe there's a revival with young people. It's uh, and I believe you're going to play a key part in that. I see this room filled in a conference-like setting. And I don't know if you do youth conferences, but I see a youth conference here
1: that is just...
0: And it, blow, it just blows up in a, in a crazy way. And I believe missionaries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are going to get called out into the ministry and be sent. They will come here to be inspired. They will come here to receive an, in, an impartation of purpose and revelation. They will come here to, to receive an, a prophetic advantage that gets unlocked in their heart. And from that point on they will go into the nations of the earth. I believe some of the, many of them will be from other parts of the nation. I really believe that this is this house has been called to have an apostolic influence for the presence and the prophetic and revival. And that I really believe. Pastor J.O., that you are going to be called upon. I just hear the voice of the Lord saying, come up here, that God's going to elevate you in the next season of your life to give you uh, an amplified voice, particularly to help motivate, inspire, and train churches and pastors how to engage and reach lost people. We are now we have now entered in our world into a time when user-friendly church or attractional philosophy about church is losing its traction. And what's happening is we now have a, pe- a generation who they long for an encounter with God. And they want to experience the Lord doing radical and powerful things in their life. And I believe this church is going to help model that. And I believe, Pastor, you're going to have a voice in our culture not only in in America, but I believe around the world. A presence driven, prophetic leaning, evangelistic, thrusting churches that are going to just punch the devil in the face and begin to do something supernatural in this, in this generation. One other thing I just want to say, and I, I'll get to what I have on my heart to t- talk with you about tonight, but, and I also believe this is called the sound, and I, all weekend long I just have this thing rolling around in my spirit that God is going to create a sound unique to this house, and uh, I see you writing songs and recording music and I believe that um, for a while there was a few uh, people that had a brand and had a name and all of that, but I believe the Lord is transitioning away from those things in the kingdom of God to where he's raising up people that may be from unknown places and causing their sound to be heard in the body of Christ and around the world. And I believe that grace is on this house and... I just believe that there's an anointing upon this team and upon you and upon everyone that's working here with the creatives and all of that in this place. There is an anointing that God's gonna release on you to pen and to write and to record and experience the presence of God. Do not get caught up in the commercialism of the industry and don't be caught up in everything. Do not lose the presence of God and the prophetic anointing. The prophetic anointing. The prophetic anointing that will flow through your fingers and through your voices as you begin to move by the Spirit of God and engage the kingdom of God and even people who don't, are not following Jesus they're going to learn to love the, the sound I want to say it again they're going to learn to love the sound before they come to the Savior and it's the sound that will bring them to the Savior I want you just to lift up your hands. Right here. I want you to say this phrase with me. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. In, Jesus In Jesus' name. You can go ahead and be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I'm having fun, I don't, know about, I don't know about you. Are we good? Do I need to switch a mic or anything? Or am I good? We good? All right. Hey, I, I don't want to take much time because I know you're here to really hear from the Lord and, and, and we want to provide time for the prophetic team to minister to as many people as we can tonight. Um, but I want, to, I want to speak to you about the prophetic advantage. And I just want to invite the Lord to just communicate his heart to you. How many know that we serve a God who speaks? And when God speaks to you, and, and you may be in the room and never really experienced the voice of the Lord to you or hearing him speak to you into your heart, but when he speaks to you, the moment he does, an advantage is released in your life. You had something in that moment, you have something in that moment you did not have 30 seconds before. When he speaks, all of a sudden, advantage is released into your life. And and my goal tonight is to highlight just kind of how that comes into your life, how God would maybe bring that and and express his voice into, into your heart and into your life. want to go to Acts chapter 2 verse 14. Acts chapter 2 verse 14. There's a scripture here where it's the day of Pentecost. The Spirit of God has been poured out. There's an incredible move of God. People have gathered around and going, man, what in the world's going on? Peter then draws on the scripture and explains God's perspective on what's happening. And in that moment, there just becomes a there's just an anointing release. 3,000 people get saved. I'd say that's a good day. That's a, good day. Uh, that's a pretty good day. <laughs> that's <a> good day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bible says in verse 14, Acts chapter 2, verse 14, Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour or nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken of, listen, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Prophet Joel. And here's the prophecy. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God. Let me stop right there. You are living in the last days. I'm telling you, if that was the beginning of the last days then, we're really in the last days now. <laughs> we're, we're really in it now. And he says, I will, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, come on, how many in the room would just contend with God for your children and your grandchildren? That this would be the generation yes. that they prophesy. Young men shall see visions. The older generation's not left out either. Your old man will dream dreams. And on my men's servants and on my maid's servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming and the great and awesome day of the Lord. The Bible explains what he's talking about there. It's the great and awesome day of the Lord, his, his return. But then he shifts gears back into what he's doing now as God moving by his spirit upon his church, that it shall come to pass that whoever calls, right. whoever whether you're addicted, whether you're broken, whether you're full of shame, no matter what it is, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. 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 I was washing my car in the, the, the driveway of my house, and uh, as, I was, as, I, as I was doing this, uh, the Holy Spirit got my attention of a, young, of a young man walking down the road toward me. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to pray for that man. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I mean, it's right on a busy street. Cars are going by. My my driveway goes right down to this busy street. Cars are going by, and here he is, and he's just walking down the road just like this. It looked like the weight of the world was on his shoulders. And he just was kind of slouched over and just walking down the street. And the, the Lord would not leave me alone. Have you ever been in a moment when you're just kind of like, are you sure? I've never seen this dude before in my life. You know? Or how about this? Have you ever been in a moment when God says something to you and you go, Lord, if this is you, I can imagine God, I don't know if God does this, but I can imagine God up in heaven going. If this is me, really? But I, I obeyed the Lord, I, I went out and said, hey, I, I just, actually I was standing by my car and I just kind of it out to him and said, hey man, how you doing? And he looked up at me and he said, me? I go, yeah, you, said, you're the only guy on the street. <laughs> He goes, uh, I see, he goes, I'm not doing too good. That's what, that was his response. I'm not doing too good. And so I, I dropped my sponge in the bucket and I, I just kind of walked over to him and I, and I said, well, hey, my, my name is Mark and uh, I'm a Christian and believe it or not, I felt prompted by the, by the Lord to pray for you. Could I pray for you? This was his response. Absolutely. If ever I needed prayer, it's now. What I left out of the story was, when the Lord told me to speak to him, and I said, you know, really? This is what the Lord said to me. He's ready to be saved. (laughs) And that's really what sealed the deal for me. He's ready to be saved. Now, without getting into all the details, because I want some, to share some things with you, I led that man to the Lord right there on the street, right there next to my driveway. His name is Steve, crazy story, and, but he was born again, come to Jesus, all because I heard the voice of the Lord. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. We serve a God who speaks, amen? Why does he want to speak to us? I want to give you three reasons. I'm just going to pop through these quickly. And uh, we'll, we'll, I just believe an impartation is going to come to you tonight as we, we pray over you. But I, I believe there's three reasons. There's a lot more reasons why, but I think these are pretty huge, these three. Number one is that, that God wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. And you know, I'm, I've been married for 37 years, and one of the main reasons, uh, one, one of the way, my main ways why how I keep my marriage strong and I stay connected with my wife it is by talking with her and her with me. We communicate. We share our heart. We, we speak into each other's lives, and God wants to do that with you. He wants to speak to you so you can know him and he can know you. And there's this sharing of your life and his grace and his strength that comes into your, into your life. He, and second reason is that he wants to help you. Now, I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help. Yeah. Yeah. I need a lot of help. And so if God is going to speak into my life and bring help into my life, I'm going to t- I tell you what, I want to have every resource he wants to download into my life. And I, I need his help, and so he wants to help me, and he's going to speak to me. He's going to guide me. He's going to direct me. There's a scripture in the, in the Old Testament that says you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Yeah. It's his voice. He's speaking to you, and he wants to help you. The third reason why he wants to speak to you is he wants you to fulfill his purpose. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a, a, a thing for you to fulfill. There's a, a contribution you have to make to the kingdom of God and you weren't, you're not just here by accident on the planet. You're not just born so that you could warm the air around your body. There is a purpose for you. You're sucking air for that reason. And he wants to ignite a fire in you and cause you to to be released into that purpose. When God created Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, have dominion, subdue it. What what are those statements? Purpose statements. He's given them a reason why they're here. And he's he's been speaking to humanity about purpose ever since. And he's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you and God's speaking into this moment and you're going to receive and when he does I'm telling you when he does a, something gets unlocked in your heart yes. I want to just tell you what the I believe the prophetic advantage is and I've defined it in a particular way and I just want to share this with you I don't know if it's going to be on the screen or not but the prophet, the prophetic advantage is the benefit gained the edge given the blessing released when we receive God's prophetic perspective that enables the fulfillment of his purpose. You think about that, the benefit gained, the edge given, the blessing released. Some of you are gonna hear things tonight. And God's gonna speak to you. You've already heard some things. I mean, all of you in the room, we, we just spent a few minutes just hearing what God wants to do. Revival, moving on this generation, all that. You, all of you get gonna participate in that. And the moment that word was given to you, advantage was given to you. You now have an advantage about those things you did not have at five o'clock tonight. Now you do have an advantage. Now you do have faith for that. Now you do have a vision for that. Now that you do have something that has begun to burn in your heart and you're going, come on God. You said, you said. So I wanted to share with you a couple of thoughts. I don't have long here. I want to just dig into this a little bit and we want to get into really ministering to, to you tonight. Prophetically, the dynamics of the prophetic advantage, in other words, how it comes. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. How does the Lord reveal his word to you? Because for some in the room, you're like, I, okay, I gave my life to Jesus, and, and I haven't heard Jack. And I would say, I beg to differ. <laughs> Tonight, you've already heard the Lord speak to you. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Well, the Spirit's already been talking to your church tonight. So you've already heard him. How would the Lord speak to you? Here's one. I think one one of the most powerful ways God does it is through the quickened word of God, quickened scripture, what we call a rhema. That, have you ever been reading the Bible? You've been going along and all of a sudden you come across a scripture and it's like, bam! It, fall, it just jumps off the page at you and it just like goes right into your spirit and you're like, whoa, I have read that a hundred times and right now I just heard something. I just read something. I can't believe that is that is exactly what I needed to hear. Come on, wave your hand if you, have ever heard? Yeah, yeah, that is the holy, that is a prophetic moment right then. God has spoke to you from his word quickened it by the spirit of the lord and rhema has come into you it's the word it's the greek word for word in the bible it it is the one that is used in matthew 4 4 when jesus said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word rhema that proceeds from the mouth of god so he quickens the word it just leaps off and brings life to you It's the same word that is spoken by the Apostle Paul in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, word of God. Faith comes to you. I mean, tonight, when you heard about revival in children, did that just quicken some faith in you tonight? I mean, we could just probably just take a moment and just say, let's just go full throttle intercession right now and pray for everybody under the age of 12 and just ask God to pour out his spirit in their life right now. Boom. And you're on it. You want to know why you're on it? Because you got faith that got released in your heart by a word of the Lord. it just was a rhema in your spirit. Second way God speaks to you is the voice of the Holy Spirit where you he actually hear his voice. Moses experienced this, the burning bush. Moses. Moses. And you see Charlton Heston, I mean, uh, Moses. <laughs> going, a talking bush, what? I mean, how many of you, get, that get your attention, right? Here's what Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I want you to notice the sequence. It it ends with they follow me. They follow him because they know him. Well, let's watch this. They know him because they hear his voice. And we're all sheep here. Yeah. We're, the, we're the sheep of his hand. And he has, he wants his desire and he has a, an opportunity right now to speak into your life. The third way that God does it is through prophecy. Prophecy. We, we're here today to minister prophecy and let the spirit, the spirit of prophecy is here and powerful in this house. And and uh, the prophetic word flows freely here. God's raising up prophetic voices. Your pastors are prophetic voices. There are people in this place that have prophetic anointing and they're gonna train and they're gonna equip and they're gonna impart and release and God's gonna raise up, I believe, some powerful prophetic voices from this house uh, and, be, and be sent even to the nation, the nations of the earth. Come on. Acts 3. 13 says in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers. And later it says, and the Holy Spirit said, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work to which I have called them. I have a question for you. How did the Holy Spirit say that? Well, I think he gave us a clue. There were prophets there. And they're fasting and ministering to the Lord, and all of a sudden, bam prophets start standing up and they call out Paul and Barnabas and just say, I believe the Spirit of the Lord has got a work for you to do. You're going to go into the nations, you're going to plant churches, and you're going to be an apostolic leader in this generation, and you're going to have a grace on your life. The spirit of revelation and the knowledge of God is going to come upon you. You're going to be like a, a pen in the hand of the Lord, and your your mouth is going to be uh, uh, anointed, and the Spirit of God's going to flow through. I mean, I believe the prophetic word came over Paul and Barnabas. And it changed him forever. Come on, amen? Amen. Another way that God speaks, and I'll wrap up with this, is visions. God will show you a vision. When I was in Portland Bible College, my senior year, I had with me at school, there were lots of guys running around the the, the campus who had prophetic words. Now listen, I'm I'm a fifth, sixth generation preacher, pastor and I had never had a prophetic word, not one prophetic word. Now, I'm 21 years old, never had a prophecy in my life, never. I never had anybody prophesy, give me a word, never. And I had guys that I was going to Bible college with who had reams and binders full of prophetic words over their life. And they'd be going, oh man, God has said this to me and God has spoken this and God's called me to la 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 la. And I would just go, ha ha, so. Awesome. I hate you. One day I'm in, a, I'm in a church service just like this. And I, I'm, in, I'm praying before the service in a pre-service prayer room upstairs in a balcony with other college students. And while I'm praying, I get this vision of a piece of clay on a potter's wheel and God shaping and forming the piece of clay and making it into a vessel of honor for his use. And I heard the voice of the Lord in my ear say to me, I am shaping you and calling you for my purpose. You're gonna be a prophet to the nations. I'm gonna raise you up to be a voice in your generation. You're gonna to go to the nations of the earth. And, and God began to download this stuff into my spirit and I thought, man, that chili dog last night really was working. <laughs> and so, but after that moment, and after that vision, and I won't take a lot of time to go into it, a lot more that was said to me, but in that moment I said, that, and this is what I said. Remember what earlier, this is what I referred to. Lord, if this is you, You're going to have to confirm it to me. But I had a vision of that piece of clay and all of that was going on there. And the Lord came and spoke to me. I go into the meeting. About an hour and a half later, I'm down at the altar praying for some friends. And one of the guest ministers there at, that was ministering at the City Bible Church or Bible Temple at the time, uh, one of the ministers there was an Australian theologian by the name of Kevin Connor. He's since gone on to be with the Lord but I had been praying for for some friends and I look up and Kevin Connor is standing on the platform looking right at me. And uh, he goes like this. And of course, being the discerning young man that I was, I went... And he nods his head, yes. And of course then I'm like, oh And it's got a really high, I mean, it's, the, the stage was twice as high as this. And I remember going up the steps, going, oh God, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And I'm just, <laughs> just I'm just, I'm just, I'm just you know, help me, Jesus, oh God. You know. <laughs> and I get up there. He puts his arm around me. And we turn with our backs to the, to the congregation. And it's, you know, a couple thousand people in the room. And, and, he's got, and he says to me, Mark, I saw you. He says, this doesn't happen very often. I don't, I don't do this very much. But, but I've learned that when it happens, I need to obey the Lord. I saw you standing there. And the Lord showed me a picture. I saw your life like a piece of clay on a potter's wheel. <laughs> and God is shape, shaping you and molding you and he's got a purpose for you. And in that moment, I knew God had a purpose. There was something real. And of all the people God could have chosen to speak into my life, he chose Kevin Connor to speak to me. It's like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Kevin Connor. You know, it's kind of how that works. And, <laughs> And of all the people, it was that moment. And and I knew God had something for me. And I knew that God had a purpose. And it sealed it in my life. And here I am, 38 years later, speaking to you, prophesying the word of the Lord. Because God speaks. And when he speaks, there is a prophetic advantage that gets unlocked and released in your life. Stand to your feet with me. I want you again to do what we did at the beginning. Lift up your hands. I'm just gonna invite the prophetic team to come up as well. We're gonna jump right in. Let's let the Lord do what he wants to do. I believe these moments are profoundly supernatural. I got the instructions. Then when you ask for something from the Lord, these moments like this, God responds. And you can be in this moment like Samuel. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And I'm going to believe right now, in this moment, there comes a new prophetic anointing in your life. Right now, every heart that wants to hear the voice of the Lord like you've never heard it before, just lift up your hands. And let's pray. Father, right now, I thank you for the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord. Your grace is sufficient. Your help is here. Your wisdom is here the revelation of god is here there's an anointing to break every yoke to open up eyes to unplug ears people that have never heard your voice i pray right now the spirit of the lord let ramus come let visions come let quicken words come let the voice of the holy spirit be heard in their ear young and old rich and poor man and woman Let the Spirit of God begin to open up their heart to receive and to hear the voice of God in a new and a fresh and a supernatural way in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Happening right now. Happening right now. now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and be seated. We're going to minister prophetically. And just let the Spirit of the Lord move as He would like to move. I uh, am. Yeah.
2: Just go up there. There you go.
0: You're a man with a white shirt there in the end. Yeah, you. Yeah. Are, you are you married or, or engaged or anything You're single? How'd that happen? No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 did did jive with you, I mean, you bro. <laughs> You're a flame of fire in the hand of God. And God's called you to be an evangelist in this generation. There's a shepherd evangelist anointing that is on your life. And I believe that that you're going to be a preacher of the gospel. And I believe that God is just going to raise you up to have a voice uh, in this house and in this region. I believe there's a calling of the Lord uh, on you Uh, for ministry. And I I, I just see God bringing a mantle upon you and casting a mantle upon your life. There is a strength and a confidence that's going to come into your life that you've never known. You're going to hear the voice of God like you've never heard it before. And a spirit of revelation is going to come upon you. Word of knowledge is going to be in your life. You're going to know and see things and hear things about people that you would not normally and naturally know. God's going to unlock it. So I declare today the fire of God in a fresh way upon your life. Let it be released. The call of God, and the spirit of the Lord, authorizing you, authorizing you to do the work to which he has called you. You are called out one. And you're going to be sent out by the power of the Lord to do great and exceedingly and mighty powerful things in the name of Jesus.
2: You know, all uh, was Mark was teaching, it was a great teaching. Wasn't that not on hearing the voice of God? That God talks to us. If you told somebody God talks to me all the time, you, you think you're going to get hauled off to happy hollow rest home. But, uh, but he does talk. You know, but while he was talking, there was a word burning in me for the church. There's, there's a grace on this church. There's graces on every local church. But every church doesn't have the same grace. No two snowflakes are alike. There's a special grace. And it really comes from your pastors down to you. And it's unique. Anybody's ever ministered here, they always call me up and debrief with me what they experience. And the grace is, there's the grace of a true Fivefold fold evangelist mantle right. on this church there and there's a scripture that i want to challenge you to put on the threshold of the doors of this church and it's out of matthew 9:13, when jesus was at matthew's house and all the tax collectors and the sinners were there and the pharisees were just so ticked off that he ate with the tax collectors and sinners and of course he made the famous statement you know you know those who are well don't need a physician but those who are sick and then Jesus said these words go and find out what this means that I do not desire sacrifice but I desire mercy this house is a house of mercy there's a there is and mercy in the context of what Jesus said was mercy, having a compassion towards sinners, demonized people, right. brokenness. I mean it's how many would say that you were a, a recipient of the mercy of God in your life? I think we can all say that, but there's so you know, you know, who's much is forgiven loves much. You felt like man God has forgiven me for much. Well, and that's because this house is a house of mercy. That means a lot of you have mercy ministries. And as we've been prophesying, mercy ministries seem to just keep coming out and coming out and coming out. And you're almost thinking like we're being redundant. But we're not being redundant. We're being in the vein of what Jesus wants to do in this church. And so when you're doing seminars, you're going to do seminars on how to you know, structure a Bible college. You're going to talk about how to get broken people saved and restored. And I would call upon my people even this night to rally around a banner by which I set in this place. This house shall be called a house of mercy for all people. This is a place by which those even who dwell in times of darkness know that there will be a day that I will go to that place and receive mercy. Have you heard of the place of the house of mercy? Have you heard of the place where God forgives sinners? And there will come even a spirit of repentance even in this county, even in this region that will work even when you are not doing anything. It'll be a work even of my grace uh, where I will stir even in the night season people even to get out of bed and call upon me to save, be saved. But I will cost the paths of those who oh, have no hope and are at the end of themselves uh, even crying out, is this the end of my life? Uh, Oh, once again, mercy will come. I will draw them, but yet I will draw you to them. Have ears to hear, says the Lord. Ears to hear the vision of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Ears to hear the, the, that which God has mandated out of this house. Uh, and do not just be ones who just talk among yourselves. Uh, look what the Lord is going to do, but have an ear to hear behind you. When the voice comes in, This is the way, walk in it. When you get out of bed, what is the Lord saying to you? When you're walking into the marketplace, what is the Lord saying to you? When you're in the restaurant, what is the Lord saying to you? Oh, be not people that talk about the acts of others become the people of the acts of God. And as you move in faith, watch my hand move on your behalf. I will honor your faith, says the Lord, Meet me at the place of obedience. And when you listen to my voice, watch the release of my grace, showing mercy to this one and that one. Do not say this is just going to be one of a great celebration, for it will cause you to be laborers in the harvest. You will know what it is to carry the suffering and the pain of those who are broken. You will know what it is not to break a bruised reed. You'll know what it is not to to quench a smoking flax. You'll know what it is to carry the broken who cannot walk themselves. You will know what it is to pour healing into those who are bruised and they're wounded. You will have the spirit of a Samaritan. Oh, the spirit of one who will pay the price to see one restored. You will pay the financial price. You will pay the time price. You will pay the virtue price because it's a house of mercy. And you will say, we know what this means, that God does not want form, but God wants our heart and his love for that which he paid a price for on the cross of Calvary. Back in the, um, the second to
3: the last row, um, you're there next to the camera. Um, you? Yeah, can you stand? There's an anointing on you that has come from suffering. And that's not that suffering is the, old, is the way to anointing. But you came through. You came through a trial and a terrible situation. And then God met you full bore. In the face of adversity, God came through for you. And you know his grace. And you also know his uh, his anointing You, the word I, I get is that you have this message burning in your heart to hear, to experience the voice of God and I love this, this word tonight from Pastor Mark what a um, I, I have my own story of when God spoke and you never forget and it's not like God walks around, speaks to us he can, but I I have can count on one hand the moments when God turned the course of my life and spoke to me. And God spoke to you, sister, and he comes again tonight to confirm in your heart that you are not an accident. You people in around your peripheral have given you bad reports and God says I come tonight to commend you to affirm that you are my chosen daughter you are a beautiful woman you are a woman of grace and he comes today to wipe away the the acute accusations of the enemy and he gives you a, a clean uh, garment and, and a garment of praise is on you, and a garment of purity is on you. And today, this day, he comes and he just, he, he showers you with love. He showers you with uh, affirmation, because you are his beautiful daughter. And he wants you to know that, men. Uh, I, I have a, just a... The weirdest thing has been going on. You can see I just this thing that I kept thinking is this just me? But I'm gonna step out here. And sometimes when you feel an affliction in your body and you're ministering spirit to this kind of a setting, it, it's a sign that God is like gonna heal somebody. I know this is something you may or may not have heard about. But if there's anybody here that's suffering from some kind of neurological um, thing in their brain, I have had the weirdest, strangest, like. Intermittent shooting pain in one specific part of my brain, and I know nothing's wrong with me. I feel normal. I'm, there. but I I know that God is like getting my attention, and I I know that it's like. Every time I come out, a minister is completely gone. But I'm reminded that there's somebody here that's suffering. And I want to pray healing over your, your brain and your neurological systems right now. Sister, and there's another hand, another hand, a few hands here. This is something very uh, out of your control. God is right now coming in a spirit of healing that he preordained for this moment, for this very moment, for you that are awaiting in faith for your healing. God is coming today with a healing for those brain, those neurological conditions that are are, are painful and are interrupting your flow of life. And God comes today to do a supernatural work by his spirit in this moment with his mighty hand. He parted the Red Sea. He sent the manna from heaven. He, he takes care of his people and he preserves them. And he is taking care of you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For each of those, I just pray a touch. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name. You don't have to come up to receive this healing, but you just grab it because it is a word for several of you. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Check it out. In Jesus' name. Amen. Healing in the house. Healing in this house tonight. Amen.
1: Lord. Oh Let there be liberty Let there be liberty Liberty Oh, freedom, freedom and liberty, oh, liberty, that's the sound from this church, freedom to the captives, freedom to those prison freedom where people can come and be set free a place where God people can get liberty from the bounds and the bondages and the prisons that they've been living in the chains God wants to break them off in the name of Jesus through this church I see the hurting the broken and I just hear the sound hallelujah Amen.
2: J.O. I, I see I see homes I see houses I see rehabilitation centers I see busloads being shipped up here go to Quarter Lane that's where you get free I know you just opened up a, a new campus but I, but, I, but I see houses of, of restoration and and residential treatment and deliverance and the whole package just all in one and and counselors and people taking this thing on and the like the whole church is going to buy into it this is going to be an army of skilled people young lady you have it, it said gracie is it say gracie on your sweatshirt amen could you stand up Amen. I love these, uh, I, I love just kind of spy and espionage movies and stuff. And I always like it when there's some female agent that's like jujitsu champion of the world and she can shoot every type of weapon and she just kicks butt on the KGB, okay? That's you. That's you. You, gotta, you just got an eye to go after people. You have an eye to go after people. You're, you're looking. You're looking to who needs Ministry. You're looking, who needs a hug? Who needs prayer? Who needs a word? I mean, this thing consumes you. I think sometimes you feel like you've kind of lost your mind. Like, is there something wrong with me? Okay, no, you've just been just immersed by the heart of God. If you look at church history, when God moves by His Spirit on people and He moves in a grace of what they're supposed to be doing... They, they walk to the beat of a different drummer. They're, they're weird cats. They really are. You're, you're just that way. You're just weird for Jesus, okay? And I, and, I want, and I want you to know tonight that this is an anointing that's on you. I want you to know tonight that God's moving on you, that God's stirring you, and you have something to give those people. Hey, you have something to say to them. And when you, when you spend time with them, shackles are coming off. Hearts are being lifted. Hope is being created for the future. I mean, you, you are a classic person as an anointing on that Jeremiah 29 thing where I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord, that they're thoughts of, 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 of good things and, and hope and a future and prosperity and expected end. You know, when God said that to the children of Israel, they were in bondage. They were in captivity. They're get, they, were, they were under judgment. But he says, Listen, you got a good future. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. You are, you, you are going to be a future dispenser. Come on. And sister, here, you got, Brown, you're just clapping, you're smiling, you got a real warmth to you. We you stand up. You have a mantle of counsel on you. I mean, you have a mantle of counsel on you. I know that everyone's trying to get degrees and stuff, and I'm not here to criticize that or all. I I actually study that type of stuff. There's great tools and things. If you've done my seminar, but there is a supernatural counsel also on you, a wisdom to understand even the things, the kind of the secret activities around what what people have experienced and and why they tick the way they tick and things that take place. God's going to give you words of knowledge. He's going to give you discernment. He's going to give you insight to what's taking place in their life. You're going to ask pinpointed questions. that are just going to be just as prophetic as what we're doing. And they're going to be like, wow, why'd you ask that? I mean, it's, it's amazing that you asked that. And you're going to open them up. You're going to counsel a lot of women. You're, going to, you're just going to, you just have a patience. You have a compassion. You have an empathy. And you have an excellence. To do it right. And when you kind of work with somebody, you're just not going to drop them. You'll have ribbons around your fingers, remembering them always, texting them, keeping track, keeping logs, keeping journals of their progress, moving forward. Cause that's the way you are. Everything's done right and excellent. And there's a great grace upon you. So I just want to, you need the boldness. I pray for you right now. I pray for boldness. Boldness to go after what's inside of her right now. I pray that you would have confidence and that she'd be strong, as you said to Timothy, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus, that she'd be strong in the grace that's mightily working in our life to bring restoration to women. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: I, um... I just you right here in that blue vest and the pink shirt. I just that word about freedom. Can you stand? I just felt that that word had special meaning to you, and I, this goes for many in the house. There is a a kind of freedom because of what you've suffered in the hands of others that uh, abuse. Uh, has come in neglect even, and God is saying he's given you a freedom to forgive, which is a, a, a divine thing. We don't forgive easily, but God gives us a special ability. He's giving you a special ability to forgive those that have hurt you. And those here who are under, uh, have been uh, have experienced abuse of some kind, you have that tonight. That freedom that comes when we, we forgive and we, we let God, we just allow God to begin the work of healing in our lives. And he's doing that for you. He's bringing a new joy. He's turned, there's a scripture, he says, he's turned your mourning, sorrow, your mourning, into sorrow. dancing mourning, for him. And I oh, see you dancing pray. when you go home tonight, just dancing in worship to the Lord. Idea. Because of all the things that he has unlocked and done and and healed and is healing in your life, Amen, sister. Amen. I well, bless you. I had a, I had a couple that my eyes are just getting. It's like, who is that? Where did that? Where did that couple go? But if. Um, huh. You have kind of, there, I think you're, are you with a, a, you have silver hair and kind of a grayish green shirt, and there's someone next to you going like this, and the young man next to you. So this older gentleman, right here, right there, third row from the back, I don't know, I kind of throw a lawn dart out there. Okay, right there, yeah, no, you just turned around. Can you wave at me? Yeah. Are you by yourself? Are you with someone here tonight? Can you stand? Have I? Yeah, you stand. Older gentleman. Yes, 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 yes. Young. Yes, you. So are you, I want to just, there is a great mind in you. A great mind, and uh, even a skeptical mind that has such a, uh, you have such a tune in to smell the, um, you don't like things that aren't truthful. And God has given you a, a, just a keen mind and in a, and a, and a, an ability to see through people their smoke screens and their falseness and God has given you a, a position to actually be a, a person that has influence because you can you judge character well and God has given you he is he has put you into a new season of life but he is not done with you you have a ton of influence in your sphere and you're gonna you um, are going to You're going to grab a hold of some of the new things that God has for you to do as far as influencing, raising up new people in your work and your line of work That's. it seems like you were just kind of trying to pull back and you're just getting sucked back into that. But God is using you in the influence that you have, your mind, your ability to know people well. He's given you a keen... Uh, intuitive mind and you are are you part of this house here tonight are you part of this church because I feel like you're like on the this exactly what I saw you kind of circling the camp looking around going what in the world's going on here but God has your number he wants you to know that he has not forgotten about you he's got your number he knows exactly where you live that's kind of scary isn't it but don't be scared he knows about you, and he, he loves you with an everlasting love, and He wants to include you in family, and this in a safe place. And this is a safe place. A little wild, a little loud, but a safe place in a good way. So connect. I guess that's the thing. Connect. Amen.
0: Amen. This couple right here in the front row, stand for it with me. Uh, you are... I see the Lord dropped into my mind and a symbol for your hunger for God and it, it was the story of blind Bartimaeus who when he heard Jesus was coming began to cry out Jesus son of David have mercy on me I mean he was so crazy he was so radical it, it got the attention of everybody around him they told him to be quiet they told him to what, what are you doing you know and Jesus says who is that guy over there why don't you bring him to me and God did a a miracle in his life and and I believe sir that that you are uh, I'll remind you of the promise of the scripture that says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled and you hunger for God you want God to move you want God to touch your life you want God to shift There's a hunger in you for revival. There's a hunger in you for signs and wonders and healings and miracles. And I I just want to tell you, but I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you, the Lord's going to answer the cry of your heart. And he's going to begin to move through you and and, and use you to inspire others around you to to cause the supernatural manifestation of the power of God to come and and, and be uh, manifest through your life and through the lives of other people. And sister, I believe the Lord is going to, there's a, there's a faith in you and a gift of faith that rests in you and, and a spirit of intercession that's upon you and you're going to cry out unto God for impossible situations and God's going to move mountains. He says for you to, to name it and I will, and call it out before me and my hand will move on behalf of, of your cry. My hand will move on behalf of your intercession. You will bridge the gap between heaven and earth and intercede and you will pull down in the spirit the things that, you, that are, you're contending for, pulling things out of the eternal and into the natural and the temporal, this, out of the supernatural, into the realm of the natural. And the power of God is going to overshadow the two of you right now. Both of you will be known as a supernatural couple. You will be walking the power of God. Right now you even feel the power of the Holy Spirit upon you. And you're gonna, you're, your very bones are going to burn with the anointing of the spirit of God. You're going to experience the power of the Lord. You're going to lay hands on the sick. And they're going to recover. You're going to prophesy the word of the Lord to people. They're going to hear the voice of God come out of your mouth and into their ear and the spirit of the Lord will move. Revivalists, you will be revivalists in this house. You will join side to side, arm in arm and hand in hand with others who have the same heart and you're going to call heaven under earth. God's calling is on you for this thing. Rise up and enter into enter into it sir you on the base i just felt like the spirit of the lord is upon you and i i saw god are you are you married you got a family or anything i, I just i saw god giving I, I saw the lord baptizing your family in worship and music <laughs> <clears throat> and and i just saw god just a supernatural anointing you're how it's it's almost like you're going to be the sons of Korah um, in, in, in the, in the old Testament, they carried a mantle and anointing of worship. And they wrote there, there are Psalms in the book of Psalms. They wrote to the Lord and that's going to be your portion. And I believe your children are going to be minstrels in the house of the Lord and your wife. And I see that you guys just having a, a sound and a song and, um, God's, and I believe God's going to connect you with other people that have an unusual platform, to, to connect with the culture. And people that don't even know God or follow God, they see you. And maybe it's on social media or or something like that, but I, I see you on a video. And, and God using your influence through that platform to draw people into the kingdom of God because they like your sound. They're like, man, that, that's cool. I, I dig that. That's, I connect with that. that. Something resonates and you're going to draw people in through the sound of the, of, of the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to connect with a house here and, and participate in the sound that God is raising up. But there's a minstrel anointing upon you. There's a family grace. that's going to come up. You're going to be sons of Korah that's going to experience the hand of God and the sound of the Lord. Music is going to flow out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus,
2: Amen. Uh, one, two, three. Rows back, So You got kind of a, a, a nice white shirt. Kind of a lot of colors vertically. That's you looking down. Do you stand up? Can you stand up? There, there, there is a there is a Samaritan anointing on you. You know the the. the the truth of the parable that Jesus shared is love your neighbor. And of course the neighbor being those who absolutely hate me. And uh you are the type of guy that if someone's broken down the side of the road, you'll pull up and can I help you? And and uh you know, I just see you just throwing stuff in the back of a truck and visiting people and say, Hey, we just had a bunch of extra groceries, love to give that to you and and then hey, it looks like you need some plumbing help here and you start you start, yeah. You know, I can fix that for you and and, uh, you know, it's one thing for us to do the organized ministry and stuff. It's another thing for us just to, every day, just be on an adventure, helping people and extending the kingdom of God. And that is you. You don't need a title. You don't need an endorsement. You don't need an ordination service. It's on you. Come on, it's on you. And I, I, just, I just see you doing kingdom activity every day. Every day is like a divine appointment. I help this one and this one, and this is my number. You need help again with that, you call me. And, and uh, you're just there with a giant heart. I mean, you got a heart as big as a watermelon. I mean, it's, it just loves people and just wants to help people. And, and, you, and through acts of mercy and acts of help, you just, you just break into their life and able to, a platform to be able to share the love of Jesus. You know, Jesus said an interesting thing, didn't he, in Matthew 25? He said, I was sick and you visited me. We think I'm sick and you laid hands on me. No, I'm all for laying hands on the sick. But he said, I was sick and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. Come on, there's going to be miracles through acts of mercy miracles through acts of mercy that's going to come through you yeah. Philip and Stephen two men who were not a part of the apostles who moved in signs and wonders Stephen obviously was martyred but he moved in mighty wonders and signs and Philip he stirred a revival in Samaria yeah. and he had four daughters who prophesied he had an anointing on them. both of them were first deacons what did they do? They visited widows, they did acts of mercy. Okay, sometimes we wanna do the big things, we just don't wanna do the things that Jesus laid out that were part of loving your neighbor. And that opens hearts to the gospel. The gift of mercy's on you, the gift of a Samaritan's on you, the gift of helps is on you, and the opening up of doors to people who don't think anybody cares is on you to open their hearts that God loves them and God sees them. God bless you, brother.